Greetings from Kenya. This is Pastor Francis Daruga. Good morning. Praise the name of the Lord. It is great to be here once again on Sunday uh, to continue sharing the word of Jesus. Today, uh, we will be able to go through several passages of the book of Romans chapter 3. The title of my message today it is rather a challenge that says read between the lines of the passage why is this so important because we we have to understand what we are reading 
because transformation of our mind or the renew of our mind comes when we have been able to comprehend what we are reading. The knowledge of Christ brings incredible identification to our souls and even help us to understand more of what God intends that we understand as we continue drawing close to him by his word. The book of Romans chapter 3 to begin with verse 10 a very a very controversial verse depending on how it has been interpreted it says as it is written there is none righteous no not one did you hear what that verse says and how it starts it says as it is written and then there is um, a full colon there it proceeds to say there's none righteous no not one i've had many people raising question um on this subject of righteousness when one says that he's righteous when one says that he's born of god and that he is a saint and one says that he has been justified by faith Somebody quickly just rushed to this verse and say, it is written that there is none righteous, no, not one. But the question I have always, and this is a question I ask myself, can I really be able to preach this verse by itself? No, because this is just a verse that is in between uh, a passage. It is... Um, it is a statement that is within a passage. You cannot preach it on its own because it is referring to several other passages. Then you have to go back to where the reference is pointing to to be able to understand exactly how do you apply, how do you address, how do you use it. The word of God is written so that we can be identified and that as a church we can be well directed and eventually we can represent christ here on earth so this verse is saying as it is written so the question that comes first is where is it written why was it written to whom was it written so that now you can understand the following part that says there is nine righteous no, not one. Praise the name of the Lord. Why is Paul using this statement? Uh, uh, because in the first place, if you were to look from verse 1 of chapter 3, or rather begin from chapter 2, you will find that Paul was responding to some questions that was coming from among the Jews who had a problem with the message of the cross. For instance, verse 8 says, And why not say, Let us do evil that good may come, as we are surrenderously reported, and as some affirm that we say their condemnation is just. You see, Paul is responding to uh, uh, these critics, these who were uh, uh, surrendering. They were surrendering uh, 
the preachers of the grace of God. And basically, uh, they would conclude that how the way, the manner in which the apostles of Jesus are, are preaching, it will definitely cause many people to live recklessly, to break the law, and to sin more. These people believe that um, apart from the law, nobody can be, be, be made right. Uh, we all know that um, Jews and the Pharisees, so to say, they said so many words which though them, they themselves were not practicing. And in the book of Romans chapter 10, Paul actually is making a prayer for them, for Israel rather, because at that point he has preached the gospel into the Gentile world and they have received Jesus Christ. Going back to the Jews, he finds them still uh, hanging on to the law, which could not make them righteous or right before God. So he was actually making a prayer for them because they went about to uh, uh, to establish their own righteousness, having forsaken the actual righteousness. In other words, denying Jesus Christ, who basically had come to introduce righteousness, which is by faith, and going after to establish their own righteousness. So now, these are the people that were surrendering the uh, this minister of the gospel and therefore he's responding to them and in verse 9 he's saying what then are we better than they not at all for we have previously charged both jews and greeks that they are all under sin you see paul is making a very substantial point here when he says what then are we better than they so there is a pronoun there is a pronoun we referring to the jews and of course there is um, a pronoun they which now also referring to the gentiles paul is asking the jews are we better than the gentiles and he also concludes by saying not at all why for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, that they are all under sin. So when you go back to chapter 2, Paul had actually um, indicated very well that it is not those who, who, hear what, who hear the law are just before God, but those who do what the law says. That is what is there in the book of Romans 2 from verse 11 there. And therefore, confirming to the fact that the Jews, despite the fact that they were given the law, uh, they never received the law by faith. Therefore, they never understood the purpose of the law. They were never made right. They were never made right before God. The Gentiles, likewise, they had no God in their land. They had no Christ in their land. But they are all both they are all they are all both Jews and Gentiles coming uh, all the way from Adam they are born in sin they are all born in sin and 
prior to the coming of Jesus, then um, nobody could have made it to heaven, including even the saints of uh, the Old Testament. The whole, they were all looking to the cross, to the cross of Jesus, uh, so that they can be able to enter. Therefore, uh, the cross of Jesus Christ is so much important to the degree that even Abraham say that he was looking to that glory of of Jesus. Uh, that is what Jesus said to the Pharisees and they actually insulted him when he said that Abraham was looking unto this day. And they told Jesus, you are not even yet 40 years. And you have say, you are saying that, um, that 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 you existed before Abraham. Uh, they could not understand Jesus for sure, because they were carnal people. So now, um, both Jews and Greeks, all of them came from Adam, and they were born in sin. Thus, they all needed. They all needed. To be liberated. For when they were given the law, the law never made them righteous, and the Gentiles had no law neither. Therefore, they were just but worshippers of idols and uh, naturally sinners. That's why, under the law, as it is now there in verse 10, under law, under the law there is none righteous, not even one, as it is written, where? Now, when you go to the book of um, to the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter seven, verse twenty, you will find it written there that there is no one born of woman is righteous. When you go back to the book of Psalms, chapter fourteen, verse one to three, you will find also the Bible saying that there is none righteous, no not one. You see, it is referring you back to the Old Testament, right? Very important. So now, when you look at um, the book of Luke, chapter 16, and verse 16, uh, the Bible will help you understand something here very important. It says, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is blessing into it. You see what um, the writer of the book of Luke is saying? That the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. You see, uh, there is a word is there, uh, showing very well uh, uh, that that is a state of being. What is what is going on is the uh, what, what what is now going on is the preaching of the kingdom. That the law and the prophet were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is pressed is preached. Praise the name of Jesus. It is now God himself, because now that is Jesus Christ himself saying um, that this law and the prophets, um, it is the work of God, but was coming all the way to John. And then John was to hand over the mantle to Jesus. From that point, Jesus would begin to preach about the kingdom. Hope someone is following. Now, this is Jesus. After he had died on the cross and resurrected, in the book of Luke chapter 24 and verse 44, Jesus now proceeded on to tell his disciples 
some of the things that he used to tell them when he was still alive, but they could not comprehend. He says, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead to the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, the resurrected Jesus is reminding his disciples, I used to tell you these things, but you could not understand them. Now that I have died on the cross and I have resurrected, I will tell you these things now. He said, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So there are many things that were written in the law of Moses. There are many things that were written in the prophets or by the prophets. And there are many things that were written in the Psalms concerning Jesus. What Jesus is confirming here, that when he died on the cross, when he died as a sacrifice for sin, when he died as a lamp of God, uh, 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 basically he was fulfilling all those things which were written about him in the prophets, in the law, and in the Psalms. Amen. And therefore, at that point, he opened the understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. These, these are things that could not happen prior to his death on the cross. They could not understand the scriptures at all. Praise the name of the Lord. He kept on saying these things. And immediately after he died, a few days, Peter led all the disciples back to the fishing. <laughs> you can imagine. All the disciples followed Jesus back to the fishing. Uh, meaning they're just but human beings like us who had their own weaknesses. They could struggle. They could easily forget such great words which were coming from the mouth of their master. So we read these things and they convict us. But these people had heard Jesus speaking to them verbally, but they could easily forget and go back to the fishing. But now when he appeared to them again, he reminded these things and therefore... Um, uh, he is uh, basically reminding them that I, I spoke to you guys, I died, I've risen again, and now these things are already fulfilled when I died on the cross. Open your eyes, see the scriptures for what they, they are. And then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for, this, for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, that day and the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem praise the name of the lord it was written in the book of ecclesiastics it was written in the book of psalms uh, uh, chapter 14 it was also recorded in the book of exodus chapter 4 verse 15 that there is none righteous not even one praise the name of the lord now, when Jesus Christ came, he 
preached the gospel and of course they rejected their messiah and then he died on the cross when he died on the cross he fulfilled all that was written about him uh, in the law so that now that which could not happen in the law can now easily happen after this law has been fulfilled that's why apostle paul want first of all to help the people understand the heart of god that god gave you jesus the law but you never understood his purpose and therefore you have broken the law you are still sinners the gentiles had no law they had no god they had no christ in their land so these people are basically are sinners as well so both of you are in adam and you are still under sin as it is written there's none righteous no not one so if you believe and and confess or preach verse 10 then you should rather you should also continue preaching verse 11 12 and 13 and 14 which is a reference to the same which says there's none who understands there's none who seeks after god would you say that would you preach that verse and say you don't seek god yourself would you also preach verse 12 and say that they have all turned aside they have together become unprofitable there's none who do good no not one would you stand before people and say that you are unprofitable you don't do good now verse 13 is even the word that say their throat is an open tomb with their tongues they have practiced deceit the poison of apps is under their lips would you also open your mouth and say that your mouth is your throat is an open tomb with you uh would you say that your tongue uh, practices deceit would you say that uh, the poison of us is under your lip now that helps you to understand that you cannot separate all these verses from verse 10 these actually are describing verse 10 that the people who are under the law and that amongst them there's no righteous no not one therefore when you go all the way to verse 19 uh after now paul had quoted uh the references that are there in um uh, uh in 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 in, in uh, psalms chapter 14 from verse 1 to 3 ecclesiastics 7 verse 20 because those those verses are featuring there then now he comes and say in verse 19 now we know that whatever the law says it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before god therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh shall be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin this is an incredible conclusion that paul is saying as from verse 10 speaking to the people who are under the law where there's none righteous not even one we know that um, whatever the law says it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before god this is reminding me of another verse in the book of first timothy chapter 1 uh, and verse 8 going down there that shows clearly that the law was not was not made for the righteous but for the sinners for the ungodly for the murderers of fathers and stuff like that 
So the law was not made for the righteous. In any case, the law is the one that revealed the sin of man. So if you live under the law, definitely, you will definitely end up become a sinner. So therefore, verse 20 is telling you, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. No one will ever stand before God righteous or made right uh, by observing the law. Why? Because the more you observe the law, the more you want to look at it, the more you will see how failure, how sinful, how filthy, and how, how, how unworthy you are. That is the work of the law, to reveal the sin of man. The law was basically a standard of God's holiness uh, to reveal how holy he is, how perfect, how just he is, and of course also to show how man is sinful, and again also, to um to show man that he is um uh, is a hell material as long as as long as he's under that law for no one no one the bible says will be justified before god so in the content of the gospel in the context of the gospel uh we we therefore see the holiness of god the sinfulness of man and uh, the penalty of sin, which basically is hell. Verse 21 is very important. I cannot wind up without looking at verse 21, uh, because this is good news. It says, but now, the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe, for there's no difference. Praise the name of the Lord. See, verse 21, um, it begins with the word, but. See, the word, but, basically, is, is offering a solution to the above problem. It's telling you, yeah, we have identified the problem, that the whole world is guilty before God. And that nobody, no one, no one is supposed to say anything when God is speaking. And that no one will be justified before God by observing the law. And that when the more you observe the law, the more you know how sinful you are. The problem has already been identified. And as long as people are living under the law, the problem stands. Verse 21 is saying, but now, amen, it is basically telling you initially, under the law, as it is referred in the Old Testament, there was none righteous, not even none, not even one. But now, the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible is telling us that now, now, the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed what the law could not do what the law could not do the lord himself jesus christ did he came he fulfilled the law what was required by the law on the cross and when he did that therefore whoever believes whoever put faith on what god and his son have done on the cross whoever believes 
The Bible says, therefore, that he attained the righteousness of God, which is through faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Something he has to note is that he attained the righteousness of God, not his own righteousness, but the righteousness which is of God. That is what you become. That is what you receive when you believe in the gospel. As I wind up, I will quote the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, my favorite verse that says, For he who knew no sin, God made him to be sin for us, mm -hmm. that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise the name of the Lord. When you choose to believe even right now, when you believe in the gospel, when you believe in Jesus Christ, when you believe that it's true that he is the son of God and that it is God who sent him and that he died for your sin and he was buried and God rose him again from the dead, then you will be saved. Amen. God bless you so much for listening. Shall I play with you now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for my listener. And thank you, dear Lord, even for using me as a vessel uh, uh, to spread your word, O oh God. You have, um, you have used me in a great way to communicate your gospel message. Looking forward now to seeing you following your word and establishing your righteousness in the hearts of the believer. Thank you for that soul that you have saved now from the slave market of sin by believing that it is true. Jesus Christ died for our sin. He rose again. He is alive. He is alive and that he is Lord. Thank you also for healing my listener who had a soul disease or even a physical ailment, O oh God, because your word has the power to heal in the name of Jesus Christ. My Father, thank you even for helping that brother, that sister who was initially confused about this passage. Now they know that there is now righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ. I want to thank you once again, even for this uh, channel of Agape, uh, On Fire Agape Ministry Radio. I pray that you continue to expand her boundary, continue King of Glory, Lord, to increase them uh, 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 in terms of your knowledge and faith. Continue to bless them and expand their boundaries, O oh God. I want to thank you because you'll continue, King of Glory, to save many, many souls uh, through them in the name of Jesus Christ. May you continue to give them favor uh, all over this global village to the glory and honor of your name. Thank you once again. Be you exalted. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Keep it right here on Agape, uh, on Fire Agape Ministry Radio, to the glory of God. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Francis. We appreciate it. It was a powerful word of God. May God bless you and may God favor you. Thank you so much. And now, guys, that moment that I have to say goodbye. Until next time, same time, same place. Have a nice time. It's your girl, Tracy Congo, and you're listening to On Fire Agape Radio. Be blessed. Hey, hey, na, na, na. Na kubali.
kukubaliani maana bwana ulituma neno lako ili mimi nipone Tell me.